Well, good afternoon. This is Showdown, and I'm Mark Kaysen, and we have Stephanie, of course, Stephanie Harmon, and we have L.C. Langford Cunningham, and this is the third show for Showdown in 2024, so we're flying here. And while we're going straight up, of course, you both know what I'm going to tell you, and that's the guy who is going straight down. And that, of course, is, is Donald J. Trump, who, you know, it's so funny today, you, you both. Uh, I, on the way in, I, I was reading uh, what's going on in the, the case in Florida, which, of course, is the, the document case. And a lot of people, including myself, I was the same way. Uh, believed that that documents case was in trouble because this idiot Eileen Cannon has just been so difficult. She she turned down every request from Jack Smith and she accepted every nutty claim that 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 Donald Trump tried to make. But something happened, and I'm not sure what that is. You know that's why that something's happening business. Something happened. And, and suddenly, she's kicking Donald's butt. And, and I'm sure that he's uh, pretty frustrated because he, at least he had one person on the planet that was seemingly in his pocket. But apparently not anymore. Uh, he, he requested uh, some kind of a, a crazy uh, opportunity to, to turn in all of his pretrial requests at the same time. And, and Cannon said, uh-uh, you can't do that. You're going to send them all in to me individually, and you've got 48 hours to do it. And that's, that sort of surprised everybody because this lady had absolutely been in his pocket. And, and then there were some requests uh, by uh, Jack Smith on the other side, and she accepted those. And so at any rate, uh, it's, it's possible, who knows, she may have looked at what's going on in this overall landscape of trials and decided that she better start acting right because Donald's going down the tubes. And, you know, I, I know so many people are afraid that this won't go the right way, that, that, that somehow this man is going to escape the justice system. But honestly, he won't. So what do you all think today about anything? Go ahead. Well, you know, I feel as far as Trump and, and everybody is that a lot of people went down with with Trump uh, or because of Trump. You have, you know, the mayor of New York or the ex-mayor of New York. You have a lot of governors that are being indicted um, and those that are confessing when it comes to Trump that they lied or whatever. So, you know... Yeah, I don't blame her. I would go the other way too. Yeah, I, I think she's scared actually, and, and and I don't care why she's doing it, but I'm just glad she's finally acting right. And by the way, what you just said is so good, Steph, because uh, this guy Peter Navarro, if you know him, he's another mm -hmm. one of the Trump guys going down uh, because he's just stuck to Trump all the way through, and he's got a problem, a new problem today. Because he was asking the court 
to allow him to stay out of jail while he appealed on this contempt of court thing that he's got. And first of all, the, the court said, forget it. You're going to jail, pal. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, is, is he's got these documents. He's another one with the documents. I, I can't wait to find out what this lunatic has, has thought he was doing with these documents because he's got them and he doesn't want to give them up. And, and, and the court has, has jumped up and said, we've got a subpoena for you, guy. Give us the documents. I'm, I'm dying to see what's in the documents. Well, we may never see it, but we will see these people in jail. Go ahead, Langford. What you got to say today? Man, like I said, it's a typical American fashion, man. Politicians that steal. And it's just not on the Republican side. We got Cory Bush being investigated. It's on both sides, brother. It's not just about Trump. It's about the politics are corrupt in America. And the people have lost hope, especially the poor people in the communities. They're tired of being pissed on. They're tired. They've been pissed on so much, they think it's raining. So the problem is, quit focusing on Trump. Focus on finding the right person to do a job that can really help the people in this country, whether they the Democrat, Republican, or Independent. We're in a new era now. This is the future. This ain't the 70s no more. People are not voting Democrats straight down no more. They're looking into the individuals who are running. That's what you pay attention to. Yeah. By the way, you know, you, you always talk about, you know, trying to live in the future uh, or, or at least even in the present. But I have to tell you, 1968 to 1972 were some great years. So I love to continue to live in those years. And and it's really done me a lot of good up until now. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. It wasn't great for black people, brother. Well, it, it was great for fighting against white people, though. Yeah, but we took the assassination. Well, no, we took some, too. I mean, the good guys uh, on our they, side. Not like black people. They beat us up on the bridge. Shot King, Malcolm, J. Edgar Hoover was a monster, bro. Yeah, they, well, they killed RFK and they killed JFK. Yeah, because they were helping black people. Well, uh, I agree. Uh, I, I totally agree. Right. Yeah. And we still dying. We still dying and going to prison. We still dying. Nothing has really changed from the 60s to now. We still feel the, all the prisons in America. Well, you know, we are, but a lot of that is black-on-black black crime, too. We're killing each other. Well, where We're literally killing each other. Where the guns coming from, though? Who's placing the guns in our community? We well, just got to get rid of them. The community. The legislature. I'm, I'm the, well, it's been proven County. that the government is putting the guns in the community. Yeah. I mean, that's proven. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we as black people have to use them against each other. No, yes, you do. When you're not educated and when you're a dropout and when you don't, you don't come from the right family structure. Oh, yes, it does. Yes, it does. I disagree. Yes, it does. Yeah. Look, I think that, well, let me say it a better way. It doesn't matter what I think. The research shows, and I've said, I said this the first day, uh, Jeff Ward from, from Washington University has done extensive research, and, and, and basically it comes down to this. 
the communities where white violence against black people has gone on for for decades, those communities are the ones where there's black on black crime today. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you can say all of this in a lot of different ways, but when it comes right down to it, white people did this. This didn't happen because there's something wrong with black people. This happened because white people started this mess in 1619 and have continued it as long as they could. And, and it was long enough to cause chaos in your communities. Yeah, and when you take the resources out of a community and pile it up with drugs like Ronald Reagan did in the 80s, come on, man. Of course you're going to have crime. You're going to have black-on-black crime. Yes. Yeah, well, there's actually some more even today because there's some some interesting good stories out. In in, in fact, one of them in the Post Dispatch, uh, talking about the, the the money that is being withheld from poor communities where schools would normally receive this money from the state, but they're not getting it because of tax abatement that that is going to big corporations. And, and as a result, uh, poor kids are getting the same thing that they've gotten all along, which is the shaft. Absolutely. It's designed like that, brother. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know how designed it is, but it certainly works way, that way. The only way a young black male can beat that is you got to have the proper guidance around a young black brother. You know what I'm saying? So many young black brothers get caught. See, when they don't get family, when they don't find love from home, brother, they find love in the streets. Yeah. Well, I'll tell I you what. One, I was one of them, bro. I was one of them. Okay. And I, I understand that. I understand. But let me say it this way. And I've said this for years. The solution to the black community's problems is pretty simple. And it's called make all these young kids into fabulous scholars and you won't have any crime in the black community anymore because black phds don't bother anybody they don't bother other black people they don't bother white people they don't bother anybody they but just they do what education. scholars are supposed to do brother they don't they don't promote education in our community brother they promote basketball football athletes rapper that's what all the kids want to be you know you very seldom find a kid that say hey i want to be a phd they looking at the fast money. They want the fast money. Well, let me say that's fast money. But you know what? Fast money comes a fast death. So yeah, you know that's true. You, you have to you have to balance and that's what we're that. Doing. And that's what we're doing. That's why we fill in the prisons and going to jail because we gambling with our lives in yeah. the street. Well, let me yeah. also let me also say this to you, Langford, and, and you'll think about this as we move along. You know, uh, you know I did. 20 years in juvenile attention for St. Louis County. Like I said, I'm no, I know that. Time, I just lost my sight three years ago. So no, I, I understand. I understand juveniles, brother. Just yeah. understand that. I got a degree in criminal justice. No, I understand. But also, you can talk, but, you, you can talk all but, you want. By the way, what? By the way, what? What school did you go to? What you mean? Which one? I'm just asking which college. Which college I went to? Yeah. Yeah. I went to far. I did two years at Forest Park, and then I went and got my other two years at Howard University. Oh no, that's what I was asking. Okay, Howard's fabulous, sure. Okay, so look here. Here's what I was going to say. Uh, I've got a student, and I'm I'm not going to mention his name, but I will bring him on the air. 
and and he is a basketball player at our school. In fact, one of the best. And at the same time, he's got the top grade point average in our school. So I'd be careful about putting down the basketball or or football or any of that because it's okay to be a great athlete and also to be a great scholar. Yeah, but that's that's one that's that that ain't the majority though, brother. No, no, but that's the goal. I'm not saying it can't happen, but you're talking about Catholic schools. They don't count, bro. The kids that attend Catholic schools are already smart, bro. They no, that's... Have I'm, I'm a Catholic school. I went to Catholic school. I went to Rosary High School. I already know about Catholic schools. They don't get the kids that don't want to learn, bro. It's the public schools. It's the kids that don't have the opportunities to get in Catholic schools because they don't have the financing. Yeah. That's what the problem is. So, so let me back up on that one because I got an answer for everything. There, there, there is a program in St. Louis that's called Aim High. Anybody hear of that? I have. Okay. How about you, Langford? I heard of a lot of programs. Okay. Well, well, listen. Aim High is a special program for the summer at John Burroughs Private School. Stop it. And, and let me tell you something. They bring into their program... All kids, poor kids, from St. Louis Public Schools, no cost. Not all of them. Listen, no cost. No no cost. They don't pay a penny. Nobody pays any money for this. And the kids come in in the summer. I've been in the program. I I, I was a teacher in the program, so I know. And, 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 And the deal is this. All these young kids who come from the so-called worst St. Louis Public Schools they show up at John Burroughs, and guess what happens? They walk into a different environment, and they act completely different from what they had been at their schools. And all, of that, all that tells you is this. The so-called kids who are acting bad and are in trouble and who don't want to learn, if you put them in the right environment, they actually do want to learn. So I, I, I just... I'm so bullish on kids. I just believe that kids can do anything, and and they just need to get the opportunity. That's all. Well, well, we, we, I totally agree with that. Yes, the, it's the they, some of them become part of the environment, but they ain't the ones that control the environment. The ones that are polluting their environment is the government, brother. They're the ones destroying down the community over there in North St. Louis. They're refusing to give them their money to, to make North St. Louis look like a better day, brother. Okay. Rose, Kirkwood, Baldwin, Chesterfield got all the money. How are all them little small towns around North St. Louis doing good except them? Okay. But, le- but listen to me. Listen. While we're saying all of this, we've got a guest who just showed up, and it's the perfect guest to fit in with what we're talking about right now. Because in the laboratory of showdown, we have a young person from St. Louis Public Schools who, by the way, is not as young as he used to be, but he's still young. Alfred, are you there? I'm here. Okay, you're on the screen. I see you right in front of me. And we've got Alfred Montgomery. And let me tell you that Alfred Montgomery is running for sheriff in the city of St. Louis. Okay. And Alfred, tell some people about you here because I know what a great guy you are and and we want to make sure everybody else does too. 
first and foremost, Case, and uh, thank you for having me on your show this evening. And, um, you know, running for a, a citywide political office is not easy at all, especially being a minority like myself and a person running a citywide election um, in, a, in a law enforcement position. So the reason that I'm running, I'm a, I'm a former deputy sheriff in the city of St. Louis. I was uh, wrongfully terminated because I felt that people rights wasn't being respected under the sheriff and we need a change in our community. And I knew what criminal justice reform looked like. And I wanted to bring criminal justice reform to the sheriff's office. But when I stated my opinion, I was laughed at, talked about and mistreated because of my opinion with criminal justice reform. But we know in order to move our city forward, we need criminal justice reform and not just criminal justice reform, but common sense criminal justice reform. People's rights need to be respected. The, the sheriff's office actually controls uh, uh, the sales taxes here in the city. Uh, they transport prisoners to and from court. They service uh, special documents from the courts. Yet the sheriff's office is at a standstill. It hasn't changed. It's stagnant. Um, we know when we wanted uh, police to have body cameras, we know what that looked like. We have sheriffs transporting prisoners each and every day without body cameras on. So it's a huge problem in our city, and that's the last office that needs to be flipped here in the city of St. Louis. And I'm willing and ready to do that with my experience being a deputy sheriff, coming from Peabody Project, uh, growing up in high poverty. We know what real leadership looks like, and it takes a leader like myself to hold those accountable for their actions. So, Alfred, and, and by the way, uh, uh, Langford and, and Stephanie jump in here, too, of course. But let, let me ask you this, uh, uh, Alfred. When you were a kid, and a lot of people think you're still pretty young, how old are you, 25, 26? I just turned 29 February 12th. Oh, my God. Okay. How's that possible? I, I better <laughs> – hey, can, do you mind if I go out of here and jump out a window? Because if you're 29, I need to jump. But But yeah. at any rate, okay, so you're 29 years old. And, and when you were in my class, I hate to say, but uh, you were like, what, uh, 16? Just, just one, year, one year older than that. Yeah, okay, so you were 17. But at any rate, uh, the kids, actually, they looked at you in a very interesting way because they saw you as this unbelievable leader who was willing to stand up to anybody. What was that like? Tell us. Well, I can tell you this. I was taught that you stand for something or fall for anything. And you have to stand for something. If you don't stand for something, your voice won't be heard. There's not too many people that will speak for you. You have to speak for yourself. And you have to be that voice for those individuals that voices won't be heard. And that's what I did when I was at, at school. That's what I did when I was at Vashon. Yeah. I felt like that, you know, students didn't have the best of education. So what did I do? I walked them out and showed them either you're going to give us the same uh, uh, education that you give those and, and equipment that you give those in, in South St. Louis. Or you send our school over to South St. Louis. Yeah. And you were out in the street with Jamila Nasheed. And I'll never forget because the uh, the superintendent who's no longer there. Uh, he he came out and and tried to to get you to do all kinds of things. He tried to scare you into uh, complying with his demands. And I'll never forget 
when you you put your your hands out and you said cuff me martin luther king did it good enough for him good enough for me absolutely hmm. absolutely and, and and a lot of times people individuals use the uh law enforcement as a way to uh control individuals that just want their voices to be heard and i think that it's it's i think it's a shame that they do that that it happened to me at you're right a young age yeah so you know i'm wondering alfred uh when you were uh at vashon and you were taken it's like we lost them oh did we okay maybe so well anyway you all give me some feedback from what you just heard I'm sure he'll be back. Uh, yeah. Um, Here he is. Oh, He's there back. he is. Yeah, okay. Okay. So, Alfred, when, when you were getting kicked around by, by, the, by the school, by the, the, the leaders of the school, who really never saw, you know, what a, uh, number one, that you were a hero to the kids, and number two, that you were an extremely smart person who was on the way to, to amazing, uh, an amazing future. Well, anyway, we lost him again, but he was. And, oh, well, no. Okay. Sorry. There we go. So tell me, Halford, what, what, what did it feel like being in that situation where they're knocking you around? Looks like he's having some connection issues, Mark. Yeah, I guess. It happens. I thought you told yeah. me this was the future, uh, Elsie. Uh, well, we are in the future technology. <laughs> the individual on the end. Yeah. Well, he's having a, he's having a few problems over there. So so tell me what you think about what you just heard here, Elsie. Um, let Stephanie go. Um, she was trying to say something. Okay, before. go ahead. Sure. I mean, you know, one, I, I, I believe that we do need a new sheriff in town. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Betts is what, 80 years old? It, it, and and just the <laughs> mm, mm, mm. the history behind him and and everything like that, I I just can't get with it. I I can't. Bits has been around for a minute, but uh, you know his demeanor, the things that I personally have seen him say, the unprofessionalism. We don't need nobody like that in office. We don't. We really don't. We need somebody that, again, is for the city. Um, like Alfred said, we they do need body cameras. You know, I personally, and I, I, you know, I personally feel that even in the jails, they need body cameras. Absolutely, they need them. They they need body cameras. You 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 have so many people that are locked up in city and county in these jails who there's so many things that are going on that it's not transparent at all. And that's because they don't have these cameras to show exactly what's going on to prove, you know, the right for wrong. So, you know, if we can get people like that to enforce and to assist in getting those laws and getting these changes, I'm all for it. Yeah. I mean, you know, you get a 29-year-old smart guy with with history in this department i mean this alfred didn't just come off the street and say hey i'd like to be sheriff he has a history he's got he knows the department so you right. know you come in here and you've got some some ideas i mean you're gonna see creativity you're gonna see 
things, you know, really changing in a lot of ways. Everything may not be perfect, but you, but, but it won't be some 80 year old guy who is fighting to fire somebody who, who wants to advance himself in the department. Exactly. And I, and, and don't get me wrong. I don't, I, I don't know if it's just, and we can't just use myself as an example. We have to use individuals like Jared Turner, who was fired for being LGBTQIA. You have to uh, look at individuals that had to leave the department because of the mistreatment. So this is also an attack uh, on uh, law enforcement officers here in our city, and it's been overlooked. Deputies are underpaid and overworked and mistreated. Deputies are leaving. We are down to about 90 deputies. There's supposed to be about 108 deputies. Judges are afraid for their safety. Hmm. And not only that, let's talk about transparency. I talked about how the sheriff's office is over the sales taxes. How many individuals that live in the city of St. Louis knows the dates that those uh, sales tax dates occur on the court on courthouse steps? There's no transparency there. People don't know about the sheriff's office. They don't know what the sheriff's office do. It's time to put the sheriff's office back on a map. It's time to put the sheriff's office back in a city. The, the city government cannot operate without its entities that's in place. That's your police department. That's your fire department. Your local government. That's your sheriff's office. It's like and a machine that's moving obstacles. They have to work together to be successful. Go ahead, Elsie. And one thing I respect about this brother, he's very conscious of the problems we have in St. Louis. And mm -hmm. he's willing to make a change if he can get through the doors without being blackballed. Because we got crooked politics in this city that's been existing in St. Louis for years. And he addressed that. That's what we have to fix. It's not about Republican or Democrat. It's about getting the people who can do the damn job to put the right people in position that can make changes in the city like Alfred. And this is what I be representing in these streets. We got crooked politicians in these seats that got to get out. And if you don't change, it's going to continue and continue and continue. That's why I'm saying right now, I need the feds to investigate St. Louis City Hall Hagedale, Wellston, Hillsdale, and see where this money is going. And I tell you, they'll find a rat. They've been stealing from the black communities. Well, I agree. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad don't, that you mentioned. Yeah, go I'm ahead. Glad that, I'm glad that you mentioned stealing from the black communities. Uh, that It was just discovered uh, that, that the sheriff's office has been collecting a $500 fee from individuals that want to be a, a special process server. Jim Murphy had it at 250. This guy adds another $250 on it, and he don't know where the funds is. Where's the money? Hmm. You can't this say training because the training that happened with the deputies are up under a grant. How much training do you need? This the brother so we wow. need in all. Here. This is the brother we need. These are the type of people we need in politics and in leader positions like this guy right here named Alfred. These are the guys we got to get behind, brother. And we got to find a way with the community and not the churches, because some of these churches sell out to these politicians and take a check. We in the community got to get behind people like Alfred and put them in position to make the change in the community.
So let me ask you this, Alfred. How, ma- how many people from your old Vashon days do you speak to the today? I mean, do you, do you come across some of those people? A lot of them. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, two years is this, uh, what was that? February 19th makes two years since my brother was killed, Harvey Holloway, uh, uh, from Vashon High School. And uh, we all got together over the, uh, the weekend and kind of celebrated his life and legacy that he lived. And, you know, we kind of went over some things. I actually have a lot of Vashon interns that, that helps out with, you know, um, knocking doors and making calls and staffing me uh, at different events and all, even photography. Hmm. So, so what I'm really getting at here, Alfred, I mean, if you look back to those days when we were in those classrooms and all the difficulties and all the accusations about what Vashon was and how horrible the kids were and all the, the, the things that you typically hear, and especially, you know, you go out into West County and you say Vashon and everybody gets scared, they want to hide under a chair somewhere. The truth is, a lot of you have turned out to be fabulous people, grown-ups. Absolutely. And, and the thing about growing up in, in, in the neighborhood that I grew up in and going to Vashon High School is I was able to be book smart and street smart. And I, I, I don't think uh, uh, many individuals who we grew up with can either say that because most of them are either, either uh, incarcerated or, or dead. But I'll just never forget, Alfred, everybody tried to make things hard on you in those classrooms. I mean, and especially, I'm going to say, well, I, I was going to say something that's wrong. The black ones did it, too. So it was, right. the, it was the white ones and the black ones who, well, ca- things, go ahead. Co- who caused you all the trouble. I, it, yeah, well, the superintendent on down, and they were black. Right. Yeah, go ahead. Most, talk about it, Alfred. Most of the things that I run into and uh, I'm glad that, what is it, LC? Yeah. I'm glad that LC mentioned about blackballing and, and being hard running a citywide election. This will be my second run for a citywide election. The first election I was not prepared for, but I knew that I needed to take action. And I knew that I am the voice that the city needed. I am the voice that those deputies needed. But during the process of running, I was lied on. I was talked about. I was told that I was on drugs, things that I've never even heard of myself. And... uh even going to the churches, uh, I, I've seen uh, what what I grew up thinking the churches were is totally different from what I see now. I was invited to a Hello. church two, three weeks ago, and I, I once the guy noticed who I was and knew what I was running for, um, he, he, he put me out of his church, and I left with my head up high. The reason why is, um, and I hate to go into detail here, but I think this message is, is needed. Uh, there's a story in a Bible uh, in Judges. I think it's Judges 7, and it talks about uh, Gideon and going to war. So it's going to be those individuals who are going to go to war with you, and there's going to be those individuals who drink like a dog. And those individuals that drink from their hand, those are the ones that you take with you to war. And, and meaning those are the ones that you take with you on your campaign trail. Not everybody is built for this. Not everybody is made to run this race. It's going to be uh, obstacles that we have to climb. And I'm ready and prepared to, and I believe that I have a solid and strong team that's ready and prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Well, Alfred, I'm I'm not going to keep you, but I'm very proud of you. Uh, you're you you were a great guy when you were 16 years old, and how you got to be 29, uh, I can't even tell you. But somehow, 
we keep growing up and getting older. I, I just don't understand it, Alfred. But after your sheriff, maybe you can help us figure it out. Absolutely. And yeah, remember- hold your head up. Hold your head up and keep keep at it. Keep fighting. You will get there. Um, I believe in you. I can't vote for the city, but I, I do believe in you. You you can do this. Thank we you. need you. See your brother. Let me say this to you. This LC, Blind City, man. Go to blindcitypodcast.com, brother. Anyway, anywhere I can back you up, this is what I do on my show. I call out these weak-ass politicians and fake-ass preachers in our community, and I get behind people like you. I take church to the streets. That's what I do. So any, any help you need with my organization, I got you, brother. Absolutely. And I thank you, and I really appreciate that. Also, if anyone wants to learn more about my campaign, please feel free to visit my website at Montgomery4Sheriff.com. And also, it's, you can, uh, if anyone wants to donate or help out with the campaign, you can visit uh, www.alfredsheriff.com. And I, again, Casey, I want to thank you for having me on your show tonight, and I look forward to seeing you all on the campaign trail. This will not be an easy race, but I guarantee you we are working hard each and every day. Great work, Alfred. Keep it up. Thank you. Okay. So uh, before we talk about a few things, including what just happened with Alfred, uh, let me mention that uh, 430 and I'm starting to get a little hungry, you all. What about uh, you? Anybody else hungry around here? I'm always hungry. You're always hungry. Okay. Well, (laughs) I'm always hungry, too, but I'm always being careful on my diet. But I can tell you right now that if you're interested in some terrific Baby back ribs, you can get them at Wente's. And Wente's is in Chesterfield, and that's 18,000 Chesterfield Airport Road. And, you know, I mentioned yesterday the, the, the onion rings because I happen to love onion rings, but I'll tell you, those ribs are also outstanding and healthy. I mean, again, you know, that's I love healthy. And, and, and this is a, a great place to, to get uh, a, half back, uh, a, a half rack of baby back ribs uh, at, uh, at, at Wente's. It, it's just a great restaurant, uh, lots of fun, lots of good food, and 18,000 Chesterfield Airport Road. And we suggest that you go there and, and check it out. And we hope we see you at Wente's. Now, let me also tell you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dressed again as every day, you all, in, in one of my St. Louis Suit Company suits. And, you know, the, the story with me and suits go, go, goes way back because when I was in high school, my, my friends and I, when we were trying to make everybody crazy and, and demonstrate against everything from uh, reopening the Kennedy investigation to ending the war in Vietnam, uh, we, we always dressed nice because we thought that when they dragged us in to the principal's office, it might help us if we looked good. And so, you know, it, it goes all the way back to there. And, and so I've been dressing well. And, and here I've got the St. Louis Suit Company, who I love. They're at the corner of Forsyth and Central in, in, in Clayton. And Did you get that tie from there? Uh, always. Oh, Every okay. tie. That's a nice-looking tie. Well, it's a nice-looking silk tie. And believe me, $5 for the ties. 
Oh, you, wow. Yeah. Well, you know, Trump would charge you 50 and it would end up choking you. But uh, <laughs> but but at the St. Louis Suit Company, you get a five dollar tie. And believe me, everybody just walks by you all the time and says, wow, what a great tie. St. Louis Suit Company in Clayton. You cannot beat the St. Louis Suit Company. Now, you know who I'm going to next, right? Right. Jules on Hampton. Yeah. And uh, you like uh, you like jewelry, Stephanie? Of course. Yeah, I, I think all, all women love jewelry. Love jewelry. You know? How about you, Elsie? Do you like jewelry? This ain't seen me when I go out, bro. Yeah, I'm from the hip-hop culture. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not that much of a jewelry person, but I can tell you right now, Everybody who's got a woman attached needs a great jewelry store. And and Jewels on Hampton is fabulous. And and of course the owner over there is Al. And and Al does everything. Uh, he and, and, and AJ is his son. Uh, they they create new jewelry. They buy and sell jewelry. Uh, it's just it, it's a great place here in St. Louis when you're you're looking for anything. Having to do with jewelry, and it could be watches. And believe me, I'm, I, I love my watch. I love it. But I, ha, I have to have my watch fixed, and Jules on Hampton fixes watches. So, you know, even people like me who are, you know, kind of not into all the great stuff, uh, you need a place like this that can take care of you. And, and you know, for me... Uh, getting my watch fixed. I've got a watch that's forty years old. Not quite a as old. Forty-year-old watch. Yeah, it's not as old as I am, <laughs> but it's a nice watch. Anyway, forty-year-old, uh, uh, beautiful watch, and and we can get it fixed uh, at Jewels on Hampton, and that's of course uh, in the city. At uh, uh, let me get the right address here: forty-five oh six Hampton Avenue. And, and that's 63109. It's in the city. It's a great place to buy and sell jewelry and to, to do good business uh, with a, a fabulous person who is kind enough to, to support the kind of on-air activity that we're involved in here. Awesome. Yep. Okay. So um, a couple of things. Uh, first off, Oh, I know. I wanted to mention last night we talked about a couple of names and they couldn't just quite come to my head, but but they have now. One of them is Paul Whelan, who is the Marine who is being held in Russia. That's one person you were talking about last night, right? Right, Elsie? Right, yes, yes. Yeah. And then and then the other one uh, is uh, Evan Gerskovich, and he is a, a an American journalist at the wall street journal and and of course the russians grabbed him up and and so he's in jail and and in fact today on the front page of the wall street journal giant picture of gerskovich grand picture giant picture of gerskovich and as well yesterday there was a similar giant picture of yulia navalnya who is the 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 next big name in, in Russian politics, fighting against Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump, uh, a team 
that is attempting to take the United States into a dictatorship after 250 years of our democracy. Any comments, you all? Elsie? No, I was waiting for Stephanie. Ladies first. Okay. I mean, you know, again, we need that. I mean, as far as fighting against Trump and what's going on right now, but uh, I, I'm still kind of at odds on how they left those two gentlemen over in Russia and not not try to get them home. Well, they're I, I they're trying don't. to get them. They they're trying. They should have they should have got them before they got the other young lady. She was just over. They've been over there for years. Yeah, but they were willing. I'm not, un, I'm not understanding that. Well, the Russians were willing to give her up. They well, weren't. They weren't willing to give up the other two. Well, well, the negotiations, um, and that's true. That's true, Mark. But at the same time, it's about classification too. Um, and that's sad to say when it comes to our political prisoners. Um, it was more easier getting um, the young lady in the WNBA. It was a better deal for them at the moment. But it's just it's just it's just sad how they treat our political prisoners. And um, you know, I don't know. I know it's very frustrating for the families. My prayers go out to them. Um, but I agree with Stephanie. I you know I wasn't in the room. I don't know how the president, you know, what, what offers they had. I guess they had to go with the best offer, like you said, Mark. And, and the young lady they put up front, uh, I think she, you, you exchanged an NBA player for a, a killer. I thought that was kind of odd. But it is what it is. That's our politics, man. Our politics are in a very bad place in America right now. Very bad. Well, in almost every bit of it, L.C. and, and Stephanie goes back to this lunatic, this mentally ill man who, who somehow found his way into the White House on a day which just happened to be an unusual day. It, it could have been any other day and Hillary would have been the president, but it just didn't happen. And, and, and now we're in this alternate universe where, where so many good people, and I mean really, there are good people out here who have been suckered by this man, and I don't even understand what this guy has been able to do that suckers in the good people. I, I, I just don't even get it. I understand he's a, he's a grifter. I understand he's got 40 years of experience as a criminal, so he's good at it. There's no question. He's, he's a good crook. But, and, and, and mentally ill, as his, his niece always says, Mary Trump, and she's a psychologist, but uh, but the fact is that that he has been responsible, along with people like Putin and some others that he's hooked up with, uh, for trying to do things to this country that no one else was ever able to do. I mean, Joe McCarthy didn't have the ability to do this, and and as I mentioned yesterday, uh, Trump, you know, he, his mentor was Roy Cohn, who was Joe McCarthy's attorney. And there's just no question that that the connection that goes on here between criminality and and authoritarian uh, attitudes in government, uh, it's all Trump. 
100% of the time. And I just don't understand how the good people in all of this have been dragged along as part of this mess. Well, you, you, you got to look. You have to look ahead. at it. You have, to ahead, at it. You, you have to look at it, too, man. I mean, you're focusing too much on Trump, man. We had problems before Trump got here, bro. Trump just stirred it up. He's a manipulator. But America is known for having manipulators. He's not the first, and he won't be the last. But the point is, we got to put good people that you talk about in the right seats. A lot of this Trump is doing because he has a lot of billionaires behind him as well. He's not doing this by himself. He put a lot of them judges in the seats on the Supreme Court. Clarence Thomas. Come on, man. He's not for black people. Trump, Trump just playing chess while everybody else playing checkers, man. And he have a lot of those white constituents that is supporting him in the inside. Yeah, That's but, why he's getting through these circles and loops. Yeah, but don't forget that there are also a lot of billionaires out there that are putting the money right now to Nikki Haley. And they're putting this money to her at, at a time when, you know, here's this, this, uh, this big primary that's coming on the weekend. It's this Saturday. And, and when it comes, you know, she has said, I'm not getting out of this race no matter what the results are. And it's in South Carolina. It's in her home state. She knows she's going to lose. But, you know, it'll be interesting, first of all, to see how much she loses by, because I have some hopes that it may be closer than what some of these polls are saying. But beyond that, the billionaires who you're talking about, Elsie, they are putting money to, to Nikki Haley and making it possible for her to stay in this race, even if she loses in South Carolina. Not a good choice either. She said America is not racist. So yeah. She won't even admit to racism. She went on the Breakfast Club and told black people America never had racism. So she's an idiot, too. So yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. You get one idiot out the race, you got another one right behind it. Yeah, but there's that's a difference. There's a difference. It's I one thing. It's one thing to be a conservative. It's, it's one thing to be an idiot. It's one thing to be on the wrong side of issues. But it's another thing to be, to be a mentally ill. She didn't want to take the Confederate flag down in South Carolina when the white boy went in the black church and shot them people up. She was governor at that time when that happened. I do my history, man. She didn't want to take the Confederate flag down in South Carolina. Stop it. Elsie, I don't support her, but I'm saying this. She's not a sociopath, and, and, and that's the difference because Donald doesn't care. Donald would do anything. Listen, if, 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 if the courts— people, bro. If, if, None of them. Well, look at this. So you got to understand the, the position we're in as black people. Ain't none of them for us, bro. Well, I understand this about your position as black people. Without the courts, you would, you would have nothing— Without the courts, the ones locking us up. No, no, back, back up, back <laughs> up, Elsie. With the court system, no. it's all against us. No, no, not, not the Supreme Court. Come on, bro. The, no, no, no. Listen, back, listen. Thomas on that court, bro. He ain't for us. I'm talking about the Supreme Court has not changed laws that are still against black people to this day. You all, I'm talking about 1954. Oh, I'm talking about 1962. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, well, listen, without that, you wouldn't even be able to eat a hamburger. No, that's the truth, you all. I mean, that's, your, that's your opinion. Now, I, I disagree with that, bro. Oh, well, listen, white people have been against you since 1619. 
And I'm telling you that in the 1960s, that court, that that Warren court, court Earl Warren, who was put there by by Dwight Eisenhower, who thought that 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 Warren would put his foot on your neck just like everybody else. Well, it turned out it was wrong. Eisenhower said it was the biggest mistake he ever made in his life. And the truth is that Warren court passed or not passed, but made decisions that supported your humanity in a way that nothing else in this country would have ever done. Uh, I and, don't know about that. Brother. Well, I, I, I think I do you know about it. And, and you do you know that in 1970, if you lived in Virginia and you married somebody from another race, you went to jail. But, hey man, look, uh, but the look, court, let, but the courts changed talk. that. Let let Stephanie talk, Stephanie. Go ahead, Steph. I I, <laughs> I I I just don't. I understand what you're saying, Mark. But when you bring up the court court system, and especially nowadays, you you kind of like going back in time. Oh, it's and terrible. You look at the and you look at the court system today. Yeah, that's bad. And, you know, there's no, they don't support the black. They don't. They don't. We're still fighting for justice. We're fighting for justice every day. You know, you have these officers out here still right now, still shooting and killing, you know, our young African-American uh, children. Or, you know, you're somebody's sister, somebody mama. And then at the end of the day, these officers, these white officers are still walking off with no charges brought against them, not going to jail for anything. And it, it's just astonishing to see that this can happen in today's, you know, era. I, I, I'm, I'm just in disbelief because it's like you're seeing this and if this was a black person, that did this to a white person, you would be up under the jail if you would be alive. If you would be alive. So it, it's devastating to me that, to even think about the court system being fair because it's never fair. Yeah. Well, it's I understand, never fair. I understand me, what you're what saying. I Let just, me tell you what I wish. Yeah, go ahead. Louis go ahead. We're going to go to the juvenile courts now. We ain't talking about mm -hmm. the, the adult certified courts. Let me tell you how they do the black juveniles in the court system. Because, you know, they got a pipeline to prison, Mr. Kasem. You know, private industries like MasterCard and Visa we use are investing in private prisons to lock us up. So juveniles, we had a white kid come in from the Smet. He had hacked the whole school system. He hacked it through his computer. And he brought them in. And he was scared to death of the young black kids in, in juvenile detention. So he came to me and said, Mr. Cunningham, can you protect me? I said, I got you, buddy. I said, what you in here for? Oh, man, I hacked the, um, the, the computers at the Smet. I, I got all the report cards, the financial. And I said, that's what you in here for? He said, yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah. okay. Guess how long he was in there? Too long. No, he got out in three days. Oh, really? You got black kids sitting in juvenile detention for stealing a car one time. They in there for two years in juvenile detention before they release. Well, they're, they're old school system, man. Yeah, there have been black people who have gone into those jails and ended up with a, a three time loser deal for 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 stealing a, an ice cream cone. So I, I I understand going on in St. Louis City jail. We didn't even talk about that. They yeah. had 12 dead bodies. No, 15 dead bodies in the last two months up there. It's chaos. 
It happens to us. It's not happening to you, brother. It's happening to our people. We're being oppressed. That's all I'm saying. And there's some good white people out there that are fighting for black people. Don't get the, don't get it twisted, listeners. There's some damn good white people that's on the front lines like Mr. Kasem trying to speak for the rights for all people. So don't get it twisted. It's not all white people. It's just the ones that's in power. Yeah. Well, let me say another thing, because we're, we're rapidly getting to the end of the show, but I want to make this point. You're talking about all these horrible things that happen to kids in schools and, and I, you know, when they, you know, get arrested and so forth. And, and I hate that. But what about the, the, the women? What about black women and what happens to black women when they go to a doctor and say, hey, I'm pregnant because guess what happens? Three times more black women die in pregnancy and and their children die in pregnancy than white women in America. Three times more. And and so, you know, if you want to talk about, you know, some of the problems that exist and, and that black people have to put up with, I want to make sure that you include what happens to women who who are try, just trying to have a child and they can't do it in America because of, you know, racism, because of the systemic uh, issues in, in our healthcare system. And, and this needs to be pursued as much as anything else. And, you know, I know well, a lot black, of a lot of people black talk. Women need to step up. Black women need to step up. Well, they are. They are. Black but they, hey, Martin, it looks like we have a guest backstage. Black men don't have that much knowledge about all that. That's what I'm saying. But, you know, you got to be willing to learn and, 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 and get involved in your community. That's what I'm trying to get black people to do. It's time to take your damn community back. Okay. We got 250 black girls missing right now out of Berkeley, Missouri. We have over seven, 75,000 black girls missing across the United States, and there's no media coverage. Okay. By the way, we've got somebody else that's coming in on the, on the line here. So let's... Uh Let's let this person in. I don't, I'm not sure who it is, but let's check it out. Hey, this is Jamila Nasheed. How are you? Oh, Jamila, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, Mark. I'm happy to see you back uh, in your element. I'm loving it, as you know. And I'm I so. Just, I just wish Onion Heart was sitting next to you. Oh, I'll tell you something. Uh, you know, I miss him every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah, I, I just tuned in because I got the link. Uh, Alfred sent me the link, and I didn't know what it was. I was just checking the link. But now that I know it's you, uh, how often are you on? Every night. Okay. Four, okay. four, four to five o'clock every night, and it will be four to six. But right now it's four to five. Okay, that sounds great. Okay. Yeah, we well, just, just we just started this week, Jamila. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, thank you, thank you. So, uh, you can, uh, you, hey, don't ever hesitate to uh, call me to come on, okay? I, no, I will do that for sure. By the way, just tell us uh, quickly what's happening with you. Anything special? Oh, no, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm here in Jeff City now. Right. Uh, on the probation and parole board. Uh, as many of you may know that, that a listening, I uh, served in the Missouri House for approximately uh, six years, and then I served in the Senate. For another eight years, and so now I uh, I am on the probation and parole board. Okay, well that's terrific. And, and that was a, that was an appointment that was uh, I was appointed by the governor uh, on an eight year term. Okay. Oh, okay, and that's the current governor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, that's awesome. the current governor. He and I served together. Okay, very interesting. And, and by the way, uh, I have Eric, uh, the former governor, uh, coming on next week. Eric Greitens? That's the man. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, that's great. Yeah, so we'll have a little conversation with him about, number one, what he's doing, and number two, uh, what happened to him. And the sabotage of Kim Gardner. <laughs> And add to that too. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll talk about everything. You know that. Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, the saga continues. He lives through me, so we are gonna get right to it. You bet. Now she, <laughs> you, you supported the charter schools, didn't you? Who? You. Oh, absolutely. You supported the charter schools. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That was killing the public schools, taking fundings out. Oh, come on with that. Now, who is this I'm talking to? This is Langford Cunningham. You ain't got to tell her all that. Hey, 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 hey Cunningham, Cunningham. Yeah. I'm going to need you to quit with those talking points coming from a predominantly I'm, white I'm leaving the talking union. points that Johnson had with you. You supported the charter schools, baby. That get home to our money. community. Hold That's hold what up. it is. Listen, I, I like to have a dialogue, so we're going to talk, right? So I, I can Okay. We can't talk over each other. You so. work with the Republicans, man. So I'm going to let you talk. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, not, Jamila, you go ahead. He'll, he'll be on. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So he said you're taking money from the public schools. I have always supported public schools. The whole time that I was serving in the House and the Senate, I put millions of dollars in, in the budget for public schools, the traditional public schools. See, what this cat doesn't know is the charter schools are public schools okay they just have a board of directors and however if parents let's just, just get to the bottom of it though yeah, the, the traditional public schools hang on langford hang on langford the traditional public schools are passing children from the kindergarten to the 12th grade knowing they can't read on the third grade level they are mm -hmm. socially promoting our children. That's you why you see so much debt. People, you still put a divide in the community with black kids. No, no, no. Hold on. If a parent, a parent, should not be subjected to keep her kid in a school that is failing her child, if Amen. she wants her kid to have options, who in the hell are you to tell her she can't have no options? You right. Okay, and so if, if the school, if the traditional public schools were doing all that they should be doing and mm -hmm. could be doing, then there would be no competition. The charter schools ain't doing that damn good. About seven, eight of them been shut down too, right behind the okay, public and, and guess what? And guess what? And guess what? And I'm glad you said that. That's what I'm talking about. They are held accountable. The St. Louis public schools pass kids on, failing kids, Poor, poor deficit in, 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 their, in their funding and everything. Education and they still stay open. They still stay open. Education they still stay open. in the community when you get done talking. Both of them have failed our kids. You know, when the last time you went and looked at the numbers on, 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 on charter? Uh, when the last time, time you went and looked at I ain't talking about what I'm hearing. I'm talking about what I know. When was the last time you went and you look up Desi, uh, 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 proficiency rate, math, science, and English, and every subject matter, public school versus charter. When have you done that? 
Baby, it's dividing the community. That's what and I'm talking. It should be divided. If a parent, if a parent, if a parent, if a parent don't want. Okay. If a parent doesn't want, the title schools are not making that much of a difference. That's okay, guys, we've we've hit the end of this hour. Hey, LC, we've hit the end of this hour. So, so, hey, Langford, Langford, we're at the end. So, listen to this. Uh, uh, I, w- jo- I want to keep. I want to keep talking. So, I'm gonna hold on. Well, look, wait. Here's what I'm gonna ask us to do. <laughs> is 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 as uh, Jamila? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you. I'll I'll I'll, I'll call you. And we'll set up a time next week for you to come on and, and for us to have a, a, a more lengthy discussion about this. I, I think it's great. I want to have it. But she had no lengthy, lengthy discussion. She worked with the enemy. Okay, she worked with Trump and them. She worked with the Republicans. Langford, we're out of time. Okay, we're out of time. So I work with whoever is going to help our children. Get a quality education and options. Okay. Come hey, on, Jamila. You came out the hood. Your brother served time. He's ja- one of the biggest drug dealers in the community. You came from our environment. You working with the devils? Get up out of here, man. Okay, Jamila. Let me, let me tell you this here. Uh, 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 with the personal attacks, you need to hold off on those, brothers. However. <laughs> no personal attacks. I'm telling you right you I know your history. Okay, Langford. <laughs> we're know, out of time. J- Jamila, Jamila, I will, I will be back with you. Again. I'll be back with you. Oh, hey, call, call me, call me. I will. Okay. Oh, oh, so, so oh. finally, finally. Oh, oh. Hey, don't have a, don't have a heart attack there. Hang on, Langford. A clown. A okay. Rodeo clown. Okay. Okay. in the bullshit. I have to get off this air, and you do too. So, first of all, I want to remind people. You can get great food at Wendy's, great suits at the St. Louis Suit Company, and fabulous jewelry at Jewels on Hampton. And with that having been said, I'm Mark Kaysen. This is Showdown. I'm Stephanie. This is Showdown. Okay, and guess what? Good night. Good night.